Good morning, afternoon or night, depending on what time you are listening to this. This is the Wild Baming Show, a show that concentrates on the mental well-being of B-A-M-E, of the B-A-M-E community, B-A-M-E standing for Black and Minority Ethnic. Today I'm joined with a guest, a guest if you'd like to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Patrice Edward. <laughs> founder of Nanny's 24 Hours, now known as Kuna Future Childcare, and the movement Let's Dream Limitlessly. Okay, cool. So, um, you know, for, before we go any further, I just want to ask you, sort of, how are you mentally, how are you coping, um, you know, during this time? Um, this I'm okay. I think initially it was a shock because I am a what do you call it a task orientated person I'm always getting up and going so when that's not there it's kind of like how do you manage your time how do you what do you do when where how plus there are different stuff happening within my actual family that made the whole thing a lot more difficult so yeah it was uh, a challenge in time to begin with but you adjust as we do as human beings isn't it? yeah 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 <laughs> I think I'm um... I think a lot of people have surprised themselves by how much they've actually managed to adjust and like how quickly they've managed to adjust as well. Obviously, you know, each person's an individual and everyone's different, but yeah, it's quite surprising how we can we can actually adjust and um, you know we're, adapt. We're built. Yeah, we're built to adapt. Is when you resist change that's when there's a problem. But we're built to adapt, mm. and because this wasn't something that people could actually resist, if that makes sense. So yeah. we're either going to, yeah, <laughs> the only other option would be to adapt. So even in the natural seating of our minds, where it's kind of like fight, flight, um, freeze, <laughs> you're either yeah. going to yeah. carry on or freeze, really. There's nothing to fight, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's a difficult one, yeah, because you're in that situation, it's fight or flight, but there's nothing, yeah, you can't fight against it. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's interesting okay so um talk to me about this movement that you've just um that you're you know you're involved in or you know how what, what is this movement really about let's dream limitlessly so let's dream limitlessly is officially now five years old and it started with friends so i'm a single mom i don't often use that term but for the greater public that's a term i'd use because it's easier for people to understand what i'm saying so i'm a single mom so as a single mom the journey in itself can be like the pressure is great and especially when you're a single mom with uh tenacity or ambition or drive and you're trying to accomplish a lot whilst looking after a child on your own then the pressure becomes really um great but you with us what happened was there was a group of mothers so there were wives there were single mothers it's a group of us that were friends from the same age group you know you go to school with people and you maintain friendships we all go off to union some come back some don't but we maintain friendships and we just really got together and we would discuss life like what's happening with you and and support each other how can i support you how can i if it's if it's just speaking to you once a week or having a um evening play date with the kids whatever what can i do to support you and so we had a group of friends that would come together at least once a month we'd come together in someone's front room and we would pray bless each other encourage each other and um, love on each other and that that was very important and that strengthened my journey and supported me in doing this single mom journey um, to the best of my ability put it that way because I'm not going to say it's perfect but to the best, best of my ability so with that experience in mind and in hand I decided that we could do this not just for ourselves but for other people imagine how many other people out there are lonely and unable to um, meet with the right people be empowered to do what they wanted to do so I out of that um, community of friends, we decided to start Let's Do Limitlessly, which happened to start off as a one-year conference. So every year we do a conference and we started in one of my friend's husband's um, office foyer. So there was about 10, maybe 11 of us at the time. And one person would bake the cake, other people would bring food. Um, we would have a guest speaker and at the time Dion Johnson agreed to speak I don't know if you know Dion Johnson but she calls herself a womanologist at the moment and she works with women in leadership um, just to uh, basically see who they are and come forward fully and also lead other people in the same path but she's completely amazing and at the time when we started five years ago I had 
she had no reason to be our speaker, if that makes sense. But when I spoke to her, she really felt God on the, the vision of what it was and said, okay, she's going to um, support me. She's going to put her time and her effort and her um, skill set behind what I was doing. And it was the most empowering um, start to Let's Dream because people like myself started believing more in what I wanted to do because you step out to do something and then you see the impact and you're like wow it's actually happening it shocks you you know so she spoke on the first let's dream and it really just hit home with all of us about being supported being led you know having that that rooted and that grounded relationship with people around you so you can go to where you need to be because fact is we can't survive alone and, and covid shows that you know when you're trying to do this one man island kind of situation it doesn't work so I knew that as women we need that community um, to help us to become more of who we want to be and not just that we've had women who start businesses out of Leadstream and that's really like a success or a few success stories where you've come in and you um, see your worth, see your value, see the fact that you dream so one of the things we do do are dream boards and with the dream board, you come in and you say, okay, in a year's time, I'd like my life to look like this. It could be something simple from I want to redecorate my kitchen to I want to learn a new skill to I want to start a business to I want to work on my relationship with my children or my husband or my friends or my parents, my family, whatever, whatever is important to you at that time. But not just that. One of the things we do focus on in Let's Dream is the soul searching. So we go through so many things and we get clogged up with feelings, emotions, undealt with stuff, unforgiveness, hurt, pain, trauma, and we keep those things to ourselves. And we want to create a safe place. So what we do is create a safe space. So we normally start off with you either saying um, two positive things about your year and one negative thing or one thing that you found challenging about your year. And then we address that. Why was it challenging? You know, and then we, 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 um, when you do say that we come along with the positive things that came from that challenge so it's always good we don't we don't believe in going down the rabbit hole and staying there we believe in visiting those situations but also calling yourself back from those situations if that makes sense so whatever the trauma is whatever the the challenges go into it why did it happen what was the lie what was the truth what was the up what was the down what do you wish to do with it from here you know, and with different people, different things. We've had people that we've referred on to counsellors or coaches. It could be a business coach or a life coach, someone that's then able to support you a little bit further other than being in a group, a group of women who are journeying together. So I think uh, that summarises a little bit. So we are literally about inviting people higher into a place of freedom and wholeness and prosperity through the Holy Spirit. So it is um, kingdom-based. It is about the way God leads us to um being truly who we are called to be authentically wow but when, when you're, whilst you're talking um what i'm kind of hearing for me it sounds like this is starting off like the the intro to this is all about state of mind am i correct it's it's a sort of uh, a state of mind to get into in order to achieve your goals yeah, so I believe that we all know we are a holistic triune being, so we can't miss anything out. But one of the biggest hindrances and also the the um, biggest enabler of us failing or the hindrance to our success or the um, enabler to our, not, our failing or not just that us not accomplishing goals because failure is a part of life, you go through that, but us not accomplishing the goals we want to accomplish is having the wrong mindset. So the, the scriptures that we hold on to is yes, write the vision down and make it plain so that those that see could run with it. So when you have that clear and someone wants to help you or support you, you know exactly what it is you present it to them. They could see where you're going, what you're trying to do. The vision is clear. That's one one way. But we also have the, the scripture that, that Christ was saying that I wish, beloved, I wish that you would prosper. You know, I want you to pl- prosper as your spirit prosper. So when, when we talk about the spirit, then we are talking about the soul the mind of the, the, the human being, the thing that is that helps us or aid us to make judgments, make decisions, to create neurological pathways as to how we deal with people and how we deal with situations and circumstances based upon past experiences. So we don't want to neglect the fact that when we make a decision, it's not because we've just made it now with the information we just got now. Past experiences has informed how we made that decision. So we want to deal with all of that. So we do focus on 
the the words your soul like what's happened what's the trauma what's the the lie that you believe some people don't have any confidence within themselves to do the stuff that they're supposed to be they can be fully gifted but because they don't believe because someone once said at some point in their life they're not worth it or some point in their life they'll never amount to anything or whatever they failed at some point and there wasn't any support there or someone actually said they'd be there for them and they weren't so they're disappointed so now they're trying to do life on their own which then means you can't succeed you understand because you need to be supported even if it's just a customer coming to buy from your business or that you just need people we need people we need each other so if you have been informed that people aren't trustworthy by an experience that you've had and you haven't dealt with that then you're in a place where you now look for everyone that comes within your life or comes in your life to to let you down or to do something bad so we try to deal with all of that but we also go through the approach of fitness health nutrition we have um, speakers that come in and speak about those things as well so we try and get the whole body mind spirit soul involved in what we do on a conference day and that's just one of the aspects of what we do the flagship event the conference is just one of the aspects of what we do we work with people separate from that so there's loads of other stuff that we do do and will be doing um in lead stream so is this this would you call it an organization or a movement or a combination of the two well I'm not going to push for the word in because there's so many different things that you could call it. I call it a movement because it was started by a group of friends. So that would bring me back to what the previous movements in life or in our history, human history looked like. It was it was based upon human relationship, like-minded people coming together and running with uh, um, a thing, a theme, something that they wanted to do or wanted to accomplish. So even though I'm, I'm, I appear to be the voice of Let's Dream, there are really amazing women who are behind me, who support me. They're teachers, they're people with their own businesses, they're um, coaches and counsellors. There's loads of people that enable Let's Dream to even be in existence. If you look at our um, Facebook page, Let's Dream Limited Facebook page, we did a conference with a, a wide variety of different speakers who shared their view of from everything... Um, coaching counseling and even now in in um covid time just ways of coping with that ways of making sure that you're grounded and you're aware so we're supported by a wide range of people so yeah i'd probably call it a movement for lack of a better term i don't know what exactly it is but it's about people loving people well so that they could know that because you're loved well you could be limitless you're allowed to soar you're allowed to fly because we're here to support you to do that I love it. I love it. There's, just, there's just so much positivity in, in in what you're talking about, and there's so much like um, you know, there's so much flight. There's yeah. so much flight in it. Like it just it seems like it can only go up. It seems like it can just only get bigger and better. Um, you mentioned you know people meeting up with people that you you know from university or from college like people that you haven't maybe seen in a while you all got together once a month sort of thing do you feel like that is a, a common thing for a lot of people or do you think it's lacking in uh in communities if we're going to talk about the, the um black and minority ethnic community i definitely say yes we are we've i believe we've strayed from the it takes a community to raise a child um theme of being um we are community-based people that's just how we do life. We come around together with food and games and celebrations and music and we do life in that manner that brings joy and that brings uh, a sense of community. And that's what, even if it's not at the Let's Dream event, that's what we promote. So the if when we used to do just one Let's Dream, because this year we were supposed to have four, we ended up doing three, including the virtual conference. Um, the, the thing with Let's Dream is... Even when we are not doing the actual conferences, we meet up. So people who've met people at the, the, the conference, say because we normally do the conference at the beginning of the year, because it's about planning your year, what you want to accomplish in that year. So if we do the conference in February, you've got ladies who meet up with each other as a group. It could be all of us, if all of us are not available, it might be two or three different meetings. And it might be, let's go to the spa. It might be, let's go for a meal. It might be, come around, let's watch some movies. Let's, let's chill together. And that is a time to unwind you need that time to say how you truly are and we live in a place in a, in a world where we're wearing so many masks masks we're just like 
hiding ourselves and I've been guilty of that myself because I had to be the strong black single mom you know that thing that is um taught to your subconscious nobody actually told you that's what you had to be but that's what you saw that's what you lived and you created like I said previously neurological pathways in align with with that that truth that becomes your truth you know and so you never really look to get supported from other people and in in this season not just that we're not authentic or we're not looking to be supported people are there's so much distrust you know there's so much distrust and people don't want to get hurt but bob molly did say that people are going to hurt you and we're going to hurt other people it's just about you knowing who's worth being hurt for so you can't say you've never hurt no one that's a lie you may not even have like know that you've hurt someone I say to people all the time because for instance there might be people who wanted to be my friend or guys who wanted to date me or something along those lines and I never even looked in their direction and they may have felt like they were putting enough effort for me to notice them or see them or chat to them and I didn't that then hurt them and even though it wasn't deliberate on my part I still hurt someone yeah you know so we're, we're always gonna hurt people people hurt people that's the end of it but you've got to know what relationships are worth fighting for and that's something that we teach in let's dream also like relationships are it, it's not just you get up and feel it that's not how it works you've got to choose that okay i'm going to walk with this person journey with this person do life with this person that means that i'm going to trust that whatever their intentions are towards me is good and whatever my intentions are towards them is good that means that if anything happens on towards that we're going to reason it out you know you did this and it makes me feel like that and if they respect you enough and you guys respect each other enough and value the relationship then there'll be apologies they'll be making it up and then you move forward but then yeah so mm, that's one of the things that I think is, is very necessary that we've neglected that community thing yeah it's interesting because we were talking on the last podcast about um you know everything was called coping with COVID and we were talking about how you know the very same thing like you're saying as, as ethnic minorities um it is within your culture to sort of gather and help each other and um, you know be be that community right. i guess um and you and you do see it and i would say i would say more in the in the black community i would say than mm-hmm. i won't say the bane community as a whole because i do i mean from my perspective i'm just saying from my perspective i'm, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that but yeah i do feel like we've kind of drifted um away from that sense of community and you know, to hear you talking about what you're saying is very encouraging. You've yes. mentioned uh, females a lot. You've said ladies and females a lot. So is this sort of a um, specific thing for women at this, at this point in time? Well, yes. So my thing is I'm a woman that supports women. I can't okay. tell you what men need because I'm not a man. But at some point, I expect for this to be able to cater for not just women and not just men, but children and families. So I've got a friend um, called Cynthia McFarlane and she does this amazing thing called um, PWH as Parenting with the Holy Spirit. And she's just stepped out to do um, a Facebook page and make a logo and all that kind of stuff. But she's amazing at that. And that that's that's patient parenting, if that makes sense. And, and that's one of the things that we will look to do. So we'll look to do teams, we'll look to do Let's Stream Children, that it will grow um, past that. The vision for Let's Stream is beyond me. It's a legacy-leaving organisation. It's not about Patrice. I might be the person that's standing here now, running with it now, but it's, it's for our children and our children's children. And it's just about supporting each other to accomplish the goals that we want to accomplish and and that's it that's all it is like when somebody walks along someone that makes a huge difference in what they can accomplish the bible tells you that two is obviously better than one so when you've got that person that you know supports you to to just be who you're called to be and loves you even through the failure because that's the main thing that i think we don't learn is that love isn't a feeling it's not because i feel like loving you or it feels nice loving you and it's all good so i can love you that's not what love is about love is a choice you know, so when you choose to love your people, your black and ethnic minority people, the people you could relate to, your friends, your um, girlfriends, your whatever, um, indecisive of, or should I say, regardless of race, creed, age, whatever, when you choose to love, that then completely shifts everything. It shifts your heart posture, it shifts how you serve one another, it shifts how long and how patient you will walk with 
one another in the different journeys that you have to take if you're the one that's chosen to go with that person because everybody ain't your people everybody and the one that's supposed to be in your circles and, and and walking with you but when you decide you're walking with someone it's very important to be integral and faithful to that decision and if you're not going to be then you could communicate that and that's another thing that us in the ethnic minority um communicate um community don't don't really do that well in regard to communicating our feelings or emotions i was going to come on to that um yeah so obviously this 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 podcast is called the well-being show and we're we're talking about mental well-being mental health issues you know Mm -hmm. which has been a a taboo subject within the baby community for for a while it's something that's not not spoken about enough um I mean, that's the whole point of this podcast, really, to address certain issues and let's talk about it. Um, and that's what I'm seeming to get from from this movement, that that's also something that you want to address, you know, mental, mental health issues. Yeah, that, that, that's one of the major things for me. So another thing that pulled my heart in regards to doing Let's Dream is seeing these people who I grew up with, now older females, but when I was a child, I saw them fiery. I saw them passionate. I saw them wanting to accomplish great things. I saw them like taking care of uh, communities, you know, just being really, um, they, they appeared to be legacy leaving people. So when I saw those people when I was growing up and I, and I get to a certain age and I'm kind of like, what's going on? Is your fire like dim? Is it out? What's happened? And I realized that when I start have when I had my daughter when I start interacting more with people when you're not all happy you're lucky young and have no care in this world when you start paying bills when people start doing stuff you don't like like when there's real issues when you start hitting real life stuff interacting with people um disagreeing with people like all the stuff that happens as you grow older and mature like as a child the disagreement they happen but they're not that significant even though they can be if you're being bullied and stuff like that so I'm not trying to um take anything away from that I'm just saying when you get a little bit old and people start hurting you and it happens over and over and over and over then it creates a hardness in your heart so these people that were all joyous and passionate and excited and on fire to do great stuff they've been disappointed one too many times they've been hurt one too many times they haven't really communicated that feeling that experience that pain dealt with it in a way that would cause them to heal and then be able to go on so that's like um, hurt and offense and unforgiveness and um, all these things building up on top of each other and that's one of the things that I know that I want to do I want to help to heal the brokenhearted and set the captive free that's like one of the things I want to do to say okay so you've been through these things and it's justified like the hurt you feel in this situation and in the circumstances is justified and we're going to go through that and, and, and my thing is literally simple as I'd say O'Neill stepped on my toe and it made me feel angry but I released the anger and I choose to take on joy in fact I bless O'Neill you know so just just literally releasing all the different stuff and when you've gone for 20 30 40 years without actually verbalizing what's happened to you and how it made you feel and actually choosing to forgive that person that's a lot of baggage that's a lot of things and we all know that this ease caused disease so you get these lovely people who've lived um, successful lives and, and, and done the best they can have served and loved and just been the matriarch and the patriarchs of our society and our community and they end up being unwell and they end up being um, mentally challenged, they end up being just fully unhappy you know yeah. and it's not just oh the body is depreciating and that means that um we're gonna get sick it's not just that you know it's not the age in that because you see people who could age gracefully and then you see people who age with the offense and age with the broken heart and age with the hurt and that causes disease so i'm very very interested in giving people that space to see what's going on in their heart what's really going on in your heart what's happened like the different things and and for us for me to go back and dig into the things that's happened to me a lot of traumatic things happened in my life and to go back into it just seemed like it there was no point like why are we doing this like i'm over it but yet still if anything looked familiar uh, or, or or looked similar to the place that i was hurt a person that hurt me or the thing that happened when i was hurt anything brought me back to that any triggers i would get angry or defensive or i didn't want to hear or I cut people off you know and that's not you being straightforward and you just telling it like it wasn't all of that you weren't born that way you now develop a coping mechanism because of what's happened to you. 
and that's what I found in my life I develop a coping mechanism if anything got too difficult in relationships then I cut that relationship off I keep moving I don't need that friend I don't need that drama I don't need like and that those are the excuses I'd use but the real fact is because of what's previously happened this now looks like it's gonna end the way something that ended before looks like so I'm defending myself I'm protecting myself by stepping away before then before it gets to that place of hurt, before it gets to that place of me feeling the same way I felt, you know, and that's not a good place to live in because you're always um, prejudging people and circumstances and situations and expecting a negative outcome. And if you're expecting it, that's what you're going to get. If that's what you're expecting, you're always going to see that because you're looking for that. You know, and people don't really, really understand that whatever you're thinking, whatever you're saying, whatever you're projecting out there, that's what you're going to get back. So mental health for me within the lead stream context is a very important thing. You can't dream with a faulty mind. (laughs) I totally agree with what you're saying. It's so, no, do you know what? It's so true because the whole coping mechanism, I think a lot of people, um, many of us have that. And sometimes to the person that's on the other side of it, they don't, they have no idea where it's coming from. But... (laughs) <laughs> you know, people's gone through things, whether it's hurt from parents, mm-hmm. relationships, you know, um, whether it's school, whether it's work, like people go through things. And like you said, it gets to a point where they they just expect, they have an expectancy of the negative. Um, and then it has a big effect on their life and their people around them as well. Yeah, but also they both. Like, you could grow so much more if you expect, like, the best of people. That's my thing. Like, continue to be otherwise. My expectation of you is the best. Like, I don't go there and think, oh, you look like that person or you hang with that person, so that means you're like this. No, I expect the best from you. I give you that benefit of a doubt. Mm-hmm. And if you prove me wrong, then I'm sorry. Like, you know, it's not it's not bad on me. It's bad on you. <laughs> it's no, no, no. I, I, I get that. No, I get that because you, you, you're still... You're still um, giving somebody a chance, you yeah. know. You're not you're not cutting them off, right. like you know. Because from that point of view, if they have no bad intention towards you, mm. but you expect they do, you're going to become defensive, mm. prior to them doing anything to you, and they're going to be like, "Well, what's this coming from? Like, what well, you know? Yeah. Why, why, am, why am I receiving this sort of um, abuse, basically?" Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, it's but um. Cornelia, my thing also is like you someone might do you something or might be negative towards you but you don't know what they've been through so even if their their output is crap you got to be able to see beyond that output like what would really have happened to someone to make them this mean you know a lot of times we see people's actions like and we just take that for face value and we now hate the person because they did this one thing in this one time we don't know what was going on with them and we just seem to think that they're just vindictive and mean and they're horrible people and da 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 but what have they gone through for them to believe that this way treating another human being this way is okay what's happened to them you know it's all easy for us to protect ourselves and look about us and us and us that's good I ain't got a problem with that but are you your brother's keeper in the sense of that person must really have gone through some stuff to feel like disrespecting you or talking back to you or wanting to physically fight you because that's another thing that we do in our, our community when communication gets difficult when someone says something you don't like the first response is I'm gonna knock you up do you want to fight like it's always <laughs> you revert back to violence because that's the the thing that is comfortable and it's, it's 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 more comfortable than actually having a face-to-face conversation and disagreeing and agreeing to disagree you know yeah. <laughs> so it's, it's crazy but it's it's funny because as you're talking i'm thinking about have you seen the movie black panther no oh. i know i should whisper that now in it <laughs> <laughs> okay because what i was gonna say was um a lot of people feel like killmonger who was the main bad guy in it was completely justified in in what he was saying and his actions and then obviously a lot of people disagree so I was gonna yeah but obviously you haven't Sorry. seen the film so. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool now it's cool so like let's, let's go back to um what you were talking about earlier you were talking about you mentioned love a lot Mm-hmm. And um, you've done quite a few uh, biblical quotes and things. Now, one of the um, so let's just go into that. Basically, um, I mean, it was a it was a command to actually love your neighbour as you love yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, Jesus said it was in line with the most important command 
yeah. um, which is to, to love God, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. put God first, but then, but then love your neighbor as you love yourself, and right. the two work work together. Basically, you can't claim one without the other. So, um, is it easy to love, like in this day and age as well? Is it easy to just love, like you said, you know, you give someone the benefit of the doubt, but your neighbor, it doesn't, it doesn't specify. So it doesn't say love your black neighbor, love your white neighbor, your tall neighbor, your short neighbor, whatever. It just says love your neighbor, period, right? There's no if and buts in between that, and it's a command as yeah, well. Yeah, so yeah. how how easy is it to actually grasp onto that? Because in this world that we live in, you know, to, to trust somebody, a lot of people say, why? You know, you can't trust anybody, you know, so... <laughs> Well, that, that to me is all about perspective. I got to bring it like that, perspective. Because easy and hard is just based upon where you're at. Like some things that I would find really challenging, my mom's already lived it. So that's not that challenging for her. You understand her experience There is vast. So she would not, certain things wouldn't move her. Same like now, certain things wouldn't move you. When I was younger and sort of a hothead and I was out there on the road if you look at me bad that would move me if you even called my yeah. name or tried that would move me if someone would come to me now and probably slap me and I won't hit them back <laughs> you understand because it's it's a whole like it depends on where you are in your journey in life so that's all the, the, the ease or the hard of it is relevant what I will say though is if you don't love yourself you can't mm-hmm. love anyone else. So that's the first mm-hmm. thing. And loving yourself, I'm not talking about being vain. I'm not talking about you got to wear the flyest and do the, that's hype. I'm not on about that kind of stuff. I'm on about really love yourself. Know who you are. Know your journey. Know the thing that makes you happy, the thing that makes you tick. Know the, the, the risk you're willing to take for love. Because you are saying, it's, it's, you, can you really trust people? It's hard to trust people. But who, why should people trust you? Who are you? Do you understand? If everybody looks at it that way, then you will be more lenient to give somebody some kind of a leap of, um, loophole. You know that you're trustworthy. To them, they know that they're trustworthy, but you don't really know that unless you take the step or the risk that it is to form a relationship to then prove or disprove the the, the trustworthiness of that person. Yeah. You know, so you, my thing is, you got to love until it's proven that this person isn't worth your love. And even then, you don't stop loving them. You start protecting your heart. Like the Bible yeah. says, guard your heart because from it flows the issues of life. You gotta then think about, okay, I don't not love you, but you you are not in a good place enough to be um, a healthy person to have a love relationship with. And this is just friendship I'm talking about because often we say relationship and everybody starts thinking um, an intimate relationship, but just friendship in general because that's the first kind of lesson we learn or the first place family and friends are the first relationship we can then learn how to build on or how to grow or love and care for people in before we even get into marriage or get into um, intimate relationships because if you don't really learn that with your brother and your sister in your family and you don't really learn that with the friends that you've been blessed with then the chances are you won't really be able to truly love somebody else you know, because mm-hmm. love keeps no records of wrong. So you getting offended by your family member, getting offended by your um, friends, and then breaking that relationship is a sign of, not weakness, but a sign of you not being willing to fight for it, you know? And the fight doesn't mean you're going to always put your heart on the, the floor for them to walk on it. It just means that you recognize that, you know what, I'm going to choose to love this person even when their behavior looks really toxic. And that might mean loving them from a distance. That might mean letting them know that I'm here for them if they need me. That might mean staying far and praying for them, you know, or sending a few messages ever so often, depending on where they are in their life. But that means that you don't carry no hate and animosity towards them. Oh, when we were 10, you did this. Oh, remember when did, like all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. What no, I totally, I totally agree because I feel like, I mean, me personally, I've always said like, look, when you forgive somebody, right, that person may have done something that is so hurtful that you possibly cannot see you two being friends, maybe. Mm-hmm. But, but it doesn't mean you have to hold the hatred. You can forgive them. Do you know what I'm right. saying? Right. And you can be like, you know what? Hear what, right? I ain't gonna be beefing with you. I ain't gonna hold this with, on on my chest or on my heart for all these years if I see you or whatever. As far as I'm concerned, we won't be able to interact the way we did before. But no. you know what? You do you. Wish you all the best or whatever, mm-hmm. and I'll do me. Because like 
I feel like a lot of times when people think that people like say like in like industries like you know whether it's like this say the entertainment industry right you may have two artists for example that are like beefing and it's like they squash the beef but everyone expects like oh okay oh, are they gonna make a track together now or are they gonna it doesn't have to be that like right. they, they don't have to go and work together they don't have to like be like doing this whole fake thing where it's like you know what yeah we best friends nah you're not best friends matter of fact you're not even friends but you just don't hate each other that's it <laughs> you know but that's you just the don't... thing to people again isn't it that's what do you live for you know yeah do you live for the likes or do you live to make yourself happy and the other people around you happy do you live to support you know those people around you and love your neighbour as yourself or just for the likes you know for people to see what you're doing and, and, and call it a thing you get a name and a title and a little praise for that thing you know yeah. it's not yeah I don't know I don't know what people see as it's a personal it's a personal journey but it's also a choice in regards to loving your neighbour as yourself and forgiving choosing to forgive and choosing to let go because that it's, I just wish I could show people the physiological responses that your body has to unforgiveness yeah, yeah. and to hate and to stress and to just faulty thinking. You choosing to have a, percept- a percept- perspective sorry, of something that doesn't actually put you in a positive stance. Because whether we, like I always say in the seasons that the most is the serenity prior, like grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, courage to change the things I can and wisdom to know the difference. There's no point sat down worried about what if, maybe, should have, could have, like you have no control over that. What you have control over is the now and possibly the tomorrow. So you then make the moves that are necessary to put those things in place. Yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's even like people in relationships. I've known people like to be in relationships and they break up, right? And it's like, they've broken up, but they're like best friends. And it's like, you're like, how, how, how? But it's like, the person, I've spoken to people and they're like, nah, man, I don't have like, no hatred towards her or, or you know, vice versa. There's nothing, there's nothing there in hatred. But in terms of us being together in a relationship, mm-hmm. it, unfortunately, it doesn't work. We don't work together as, as a partnership. Mm. But... But we're just, but you know, but we don't have that hatred. It's, it's sometimes it's even through love. It's like you know what we love each other too much to, you know, carry on and hurt each other these ways. Right. So mm. yeah, it's, it's. I mean, it's, and maturity comes with it as well. It's like when you were saying before about when you were younger and certain things that would affect you, right? Um, but they don't affect you as much now. I was listening to. Have you ever listened to the Breakfast Club interviews? No. Okay, so there's a uh, there's three people on the best Breakfast Club. You have DJ NV, uh, Charlemagne, and um, Angela Yee. And Charlemagne was saying, not Charlemagne, sorry, DJ NV was saying that uh, he was driving one time and this guy sort of cut him off and flipped him off as he cut him off, you know. And he was like, back in the day, you know, like he would have just, you know, it would have been a different situation, you know, it would have been classic. And he kind of just, like, looked at the guy and, you know, when they got, like, lined up together sort of thing. And he's just like, you know what? Carry on. Mm. You carry on. Carry on driving. Do you know what I mean? Because it's like he's... And he said that was the moment when he realised his his jump in maturity. Yeah. He realised at that very moment, whoa, I just let that slide. Mm. I, don't even, I don't even care anymore. My priorities are different now. Like I got a family, I got I got my wife, I got my kids. That's what like that's the main thing. That's that's safe. I don't need to yeah. worry about this guy, this guy that's just you know cut me off on the road. Like don't right. get me wrong, we all have, we all have our little moments in time, mm-hmm. and things like that where we slip up. You know, <laughs> become reactive. We all, we're, we're still human. You know what I mean? We all have a but you know it's like you know reflective when you're looking at it reflective. You're like you know what? The way I would have reacted to that situation. 10 years ago right compared to now <laughs> you know it's, it's different you know and it's emo- emotional growth as well yeah but I also think that there's a tool like there's a way that we could pass this um, emotional maturity down to our children so that they don't make the decisions that we made because if you really look into it deeply if I look yeah. into my own life when I used to react angrily when I used to go parties and fight when I used to fight on the roads or whatever that stemmed from somewhere you know, it, it starts, something triggered that, 
and and in my growth it could have been when my dad left it could have been there's loads of different stuff that I could use as um triggers for me starting to behave in that manner and that's the same for each and every one of the the young people that we are dealing with now like for us we want to go into schools and work with young people our thing is what are the triggers that trigger young people to do that it could be peer pressure it could be gang culture it could be a variety of things but but my thing is we need to give them the necessary tools to know that they have a choice rather than to be reactive to these things someone says hey you ain't got to say b like I'm that person now if, if someone tries to argue with me or be negative towards me I can literally choose to block you like I could ask you to stop and I could say you know I don't want to discuss this or I don't want to go down that road or I don't really like where this is going so let's let's end it you could pursue the conversation and if I decide that it's not working the way that is healthy for ne- neither of us I could choose to block you like that's no hate that's saying all right until you calm down let's just stop communicating and then when we've all calmed down, let's go back again. There's literally no hate. I'm taking myself away from this negative situation. And then when I feel like it's healthy enough to go back, I will go back into that situation and say, all right, then let's have the conversation. Because I didn't run away from confrontation. I didn't run away from disagreement. I didn't run away from any conversation that may prove difficult. When it gets disrespectful and when it becomes um, intolerable to myself because of the disrespect or the lack of consideration of other people that are involved, then I take myself away from the situation. And it's quite hard for me to take myself from a situation. It has to be an ongoing thing, you know, that is unhealthy. If it's not fruitful, then there's no point. Me talking, you talking, because it's not fruitful. Let's just let's just say okay in it. Like, all right, then we agree to disagree and we move on. <laughs> Do, you know, I, Do you know what? It's funny, I was in the barbershop uh, years ago. This is years ago, my brother barber and he was working in barbershop and I was like a debate going on about something I can't remember what it was but I remember him saying yeah man I'm here to reason I'm here to reason right mm-hmm. but if it's an argument thing that you're on now I'm not on that right I'm not, I'm not here to I'm, and it really stuck with me because I out of time I was like what does he really mean by that and it and when I really realized what he meant he was like I'm here to basically have a discussion right where we both are willing to learn and listen. Mm-hmm. And I feel like arguments, I feel like when you're having an argument, you have two people, each person is trying to win. Right, prove their right. Each person, right, so <laughs> so even when it gets to a point where you well and truly know the other person has a good point yeah. and you're wrong, it doesn't <laughs> matter, right? You're still back in your corner. And you see it, you see it all the time. You see it in politics. Yeah. You see it all the time, right? Where people like you're thinking, there's no way that you believe what you're saying right now. I know you don't. Mm-hmm. But that person is not going to back down because they feel like it's it's, it's showing weakness, right? So you're in an argumentative state at that point, mm-hmm. right? Where you're just it's it's just I just need to win this. But yeah. when you're reasoning with somebody or when you're debating with somebody, right? That's when you're like, you know what? Okay, let me hear what you have to say. Mm-hmm. I'll say what I have to say. But I'm willing to listen and, and be educated by what you have to say. Mm-hmm. And if there's, like you said, if it's fruitful and it's beneficial for me and if everyone else, then I'm, I'm going to take it on board. Right. right? And, I'm willing to, and I'm willing to work with you and we're willing to work together. That's reasoning. That's that's mm-hmm. when you're getting to a mature state. But arguing, that's a whole different that's a whole different ball game because it's like there's no winner there. Right. And, and when you go into a, a conversation or a, trying to communicate and your aim is to win, you aren't hearing nobody. You aren't hearing yeah. what the other person's saying because you already know what you think you know. So you're not there trying to learn or you're not teachable in that moment. You've got the, you, you're covered by pride. So you're fully yeah. in your own feeling that you know what you know and you're coming to teach somebody something or tell somebody something you're not in any mode or any position to receive but even saying that I can for instance bear with my black and ethnic minority brothers and sisters in regards to that's all we have known for a very long time our whole life yeah. was survival mode and defense you know we're yeah. always in that mode so automatically anything that feels and that was for me a, a thing as well anything that felt confrontational or felt defensive or felt like I needed to uh, be defensive in I wasn't wanting to be a part of it 
because I knew that my only defense was if I got offended, I'm going to square up with you. Let's fight. I wouldn't go. I wasn't going to talk it through. And it took a long time for me to be able to see that. Okay, where did this come from? What what was what, what the stem? What's the root of this thing? I'm seeing the fruit. The fruit is me not being able to communicate effectively because I get so angry or so worked up. I think I was 16 or 17 when we went to um, House of um, Parliament in London and we we're talking about getting a radio station in St Paul's with Simba and Trudy and all these people and we went there and we were talking about it and someone I don't know what it was a baroness I can't remember her surname but she basically like was completely disregarding the whole thing saying it's all pointless and I was so passionate about the thing that I got kicked out of the house of parliament because I started talking on top of my voice so emotional and I was just going in on it like I'm angry they don't care about us and and when I look back at it I'm like that was like um, misdirected or misguided passion because it was okay to be passionate but I wasn't taught of a way to articulate myself or a way to manage my emotions that would then enable me to be heard by the right people and then I see that so much with my black brothers where they they are saying the right thing but the way they come across it seems aggressive and it's not because people are like oh why do you think black men are aggressive because they talk with their hands no because they are actually getting aggressive because they're getting so passionate about this thing you know people get intimidated by their aggression or the way they 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 verbalize or express themselves and it's kind of like but what other way could you have done it and we don't spend time and some of us don't want to learn we don't know we don't want to be that's just the way i talk that's just the way i am this is me being real you know and people don't want to learn <laughs> they genuinely don't want to learn or grow in in the way of communicating so that it's it could go across the border so i could speak in this manner in a passionate and fiery manner to my family members and to certain people from my community and it would be okay if i speak like that to somebody else they won't hear me my hand gesture will distract them. My expressiveness will distract them. They probably don't, they, be, they won't get what I'm saying. So there's a time and a place for everything. And th- when you know you've grown and when you know that you have developed is when you're able to adapt. And it doesn't mean that you're fake. It doesn't mean that you've um, sold out. It doesn't mean that, oh, you're, you're, you're trying to fit in. No, it means that you respect the different spaces you find yourself in and you're adjusting as you need to so that people can receive the message that you're carrying simple that's the only way you're going to be able to be versatile in different circles because you've got a message it's valuable and you need people to hear it so you need to put aside what you need to put aside and get the message out there it's not about you it's not about how uncomfortable it might feel when you talk in this manner or when you do it this way but it's about what message are you trying to get out there because what we do now is not just for us but it's for the generations after we're leaving a legacy and they need to be able to be teachable they need to be able to be flexible and adaptable they're not in um oh we're just in the caribbean or we're just in the africas or whatever no we are amongst a variety of people so if you need to learn french and you need to learn spanish because your audience is that learn what you need to learn and keep it moving it doesn't deflect from who you are it doesn't take away from your black black and ethnic minority um be it, like it can't take away from that so when you become adaptable and when you become flexible in the way you communicate then that also means that your mindset is more open you're less um under pressure because some people feel like if you're asked to do something outside of your comfort zone that means you're causing yourself stress no but it's called growth if you forever stay in your comfort zone you're never going to grow develop and accomplish absolutely you know absolutely so talk a little bit more about the the movement yeah um let's say somebody is a young woman she's gone through a few things she needs she feels she wants support but she's not sure where to find it it's just your plug-in time now <laughs> how does um how does she get in involved in this movement well as i said we are on facebook so it's let's dream l-e-t apostrophe s dream limitlessly and there's spaces between that uh, we haven't yet made the website but that's where we are now on facebook and instagram you can find us let's dream limitlessly we've got a youtube page so let's dream limitlessly youtube page you could get all our messages on there and you could message me message us we're at the moment um formulating a probably in the next six months i'd say a um coaching approach that will be unique to let's dream limitlessly but it's to help women who come through the program to accomplish their goals but not just that to be become whole for their whole self so um for me my whole dream calling aim my life message is that i am here 
from a seat of authority and love. I'm here to equip and empower others. So I know that our voice are together will command atmospheres and it will be that our words create in our own lives and in the lives of others. So with that being said, I invite people higher into a place of freedom and wholeness and prosperity through Christ. So I, all I do is not, is not off me. People say universe, people say God, people say whatever they want to say. Through God, I'm able to do what I want to do because I don't wake myself up nor do I fuel myself. So with that, um, anybody could message me. I've had people who message me with different stuff. So, so for some people, this is exactly what they need. Some people, it's not. And I'm open to that. So you could also email us at um, letsdreamlimitlessly at outlook.com. And I reply to the emails as you send them through any messages, any query. It could be that you are just needing support. You're trying to accomplish your dreams. For instance, when I started my business, just trying to get my business going, but I had too many things going on in my own personal self that would hinder me from even being consistent in a day-to-day approach to my business. So even though I was working and striving and pushing, the, the success wouldn't be visible or wouldn't come because I wasn't willing to number one ask for help I wasn't willing to deal with my own stuff I wasn't willing to deal with the the stress of being a single mom and and working through what that feels like and all the different stuff you know so I'm I'm out there for women who need to be supported it might just be that you need someone to listen to you need someone to pray with you need someone to just hear you out and probably give you feedback someone to bounce an idea off that's what we're here for so yeah, contact us. <laughs> so yeah, Facebook and Instagram. Fantastic, fantastic. Well, beautiful. It's lovely speaking to you today. My thank pleasure. You, thank you for your time. Thank you for your time, and I'm I'm wishing you all the best. You yeah. know, moving forward with Let's Dream. Um, I I honestly could see it really growing. Um, and I just feel like it's needed. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. not something that I, I I feel like is a needed movement you know for people to support you know um one question i was going to ask you though um what is the and you know i know it doesn't it doesn't matter in terms of like people coming in but what is the demographic of of, of people in let stream is it predominantly bame or is it oh no mixed? no it's, it's it's wide open to <laughs> people of all race whatever it's it's a woman's movement obviously but we like m- m- most of the things started with um people of a variety of different cultures supporting me my social circle is like yeah a variety of people i'm obviously of the black and ethnic minority but i don't believe that i need to be surrounded by just um black and ethnic minority people to do what i need to do i definitely yeah. believe that i need to be pulling into all streams and allowing all streams to be able to see the giftings and the calling that's up on my life so that I could bless others. So it's, it's for me, it's humanity. I'm not into particularly having something that is just unique for, and I'm not against people having stuff that's uniquely for. There's a time and a space for everything and I, I honour that journey that people are on with that. But for me, it's about supporting women of all different race to accomplish their dreams. Okay, <laughs> Patrice. Um, thank you once again. Thank you, and I wish you all the best. For those that have been listening, good morning, good afternoon, or good night. It's been the Wellbeing Show. Until next time, thank you. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>